<sighs> okay, let's go for another one. I had to delete the other one. My words get all tingled. I just left the gym. I ended up doing a quick little workout for today. And I'm using my headset, so I'm sorry I'm outside. I was not able to record during the weekend. And my house is not quiet whatsoever right now. Um, it's crazy how I have learned to become so much dependent on the quietness and on my support system to help me maintain that. So um, my support system is away, probably going to be gone for almost two weeks. So wish me good luck because it's going to suck. Um, let me turn off my notifications. Um, I really do appreciate all the support. I actually just, um, when was it? I think it was Tuesday. I noticed my, that on the app on Anchor, I can look at where my followers are and which platform they list to hear me, you know, the most from, um, as well as, um, the areas, the countries, the nationalities. And I was so shocked. I am, um, I'm worldwide. I've made it to Canada. I've made it to Australia. I have made it to the UK. And that is a blessing. All right, let's continue on. I needed to double check if I was even being heard. Um, all right, so, um, we're still in April, and I still want to continue to share um, awareness. Uh, April is since 2001. It has been um, put as the National Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and basically resources. I'm going to once again put them on the notes. You can donate. Um, it's a 24-7, no questions asked um, counseling. They also do help out women who are in need of escape. We are, they're also um, giving lots of resources for sexual trafficking um, victims. And Sexual Awareness Month is not just for women. That was another thing I want to make clear. Men, too, are being sexually abused. Men are also being assaulted. Little boys, that's a common thing. We've dealt with this since the beginning of time. Um, I remember, um, so I'm a history nerd, FYI. I'm big into history, especially um, the Roman Empire. Alexander the Great was one of my favorites. And even though... There is rumors and there's a lot of accounts where he did travel to Thailand, to Asia, and uh, he was exposed and he did um, have some kind of entanglement, sexual intercourse with boys. And back in those days, we're not, you know, gay men were not the ones 18 and older. No, these were little boys. And it was a common thing. And it's sad. Um, also in Thailand, they do not see age as a limitation for marriage. And there is um, lots of cases where people go adult 
individuals, mostly men, go and pretend that they're going to get married to a young girl, go meet the families, do all of this. These are basically the bot brides. And what they do is they go and, you know, pay a certain amount of money, which is like a couple hundred dollars, to the families and, you know, pretend that they're going to get married to them and then have intercourse with them, then leave them behind with children. So all these women are being basically sold into this idea that they're going to have a provider because the families, they still very old school where like the family, the dad still asks for the man to pay a certain amount of money and then he will give his daughter away. So basically women are still being held as a stock, um, as a currency. And that is really sad. Women, even in today's time um, in the U.S., we are still selling, and this is not just someone else. There's no third party in this. Women are still selling themselves as a currency. Women are still utilizing their sexuality as a currency. Women, even if it's not monetary, necessarily like dollar bills, we're still posting half-naked photos in order to get attention, in order to get likes, in order to be noticed. I am not going to be a hypocrite. I have posted, you know, my share of photos. I have recently, within months, posted a photo of my back. And you can see a little bit of my bare bottom. And I did not, my intentions were not to get men attention. I, as cocky as it sounds, as to be very honest, I can maintain a man's attention even if I have pair of jeans on. Um, even if I have a trash bag, I still will obtain a man's attention. So there's that. But I was more so, my purpose behind me posted that photo was to bring awareness that not every woman's body looks the same. Not every Latina has big boobs and a big butt. I, if you ever seen me, seen any photos of me, I do not have big breasts. I've been teased my whole entire life being called a boy because I have a flat chest. My breasts have served the purpose that breasts are for. I have been able to nurse my four children and also help others with my breast milk. So I don't have an issue with my small breasts. Every once in a while when they don't look good in certain dresses, I do um, utilize a padded bra to make the aesthetics look nice of the dress or fill it in so it doesn't look awful. There's no shame. If anybody wants to call me out on that, go for it. I have no shame on that. It's just like women using fajas, waist trainers. I mean, you you use them. Little pickup booty picker uppers. You, you know, you just go with it. Women wear makeup to enhance their beauty. Are we going to call those out too? So it is what it is. Um, so moving forward, um, we as women, we're still utilizing that. We're still making it okay for men to think that we get dressed in order to get their attention because we want their likes, we want their money. And I think the only time we're ever going to really see a shake, a, a mentality in view is once we as women start becoming supportive of one another and stop um, giving the negativity energy. What I mean by that is 
I've done it when we discuss other women with men, when we um, judge them. Whenever we call them fat, we call them this, we call them that, and then we're like, oh, she's such a hoe because she's wearing that. She's not. Even if she is, it's none of our business. I have learned to always say it's not my pussy, it's not my dick, it's none of my business. It is what it is. If the woman chooses to sleep around and do whatever she wants, as long as it's not with my man and as long as it's not my pussy, I could care less. It shouldn't bother you. It shouldn't make you uncomfortable because it's none of your business. You not paying her bills. You are not, in Spanish we say, no le está sirviendo de colchón. You're not the bed in a, her you know, mattress. Um, so it shouldn't matter to you. I mean, reality is her, she wants to fucking lay down on her back and earn her money like that. It's really none of our business. So learning to mind our business, learning to live within our means, meaning not necessarily financially, but learning to live within our means as a spiritual and our own frequency. Let's stay in our lanes. And that goes to men and women. I've noticed a lot of men have picked that, uh, I call it the little bitch syndrome, where men decide to start talking about women as well and judging them. There's one thing that irritates me the most is when a man decides to judge a woman. You have no idea what it is like to be a woman. You have no idea what she's been through and half the shit she has to deal with. So how dare you? How dare you judge her? How dare you pass judgment in your opinion, whatever you want to call it? You have not walked not one single step on her shoes in her shoes as a woman to women we can somewhat understand it because you know you're a woman but men get the fuck out of here you have no idea you have no idea what it is like to be a single mother you can have an idea what it is like to be a single father but you have no idea what it is like to be a single mother two very big different um, aspects why? Because parenting skills, parenting um, views, the, wor- the way the world sees you. If the world sees a single father, he's a hero. Poor man, he's doing it all by himself. Let me help him. The world sees a single mother. What's wrong with her? What did her man leave her? Por pendeja, para que se fue a tener hijos? Why, you know, for a dumbass, why did she go over there and have children? Somewhat, we're in the same circumstance. However, we women seem to be less. We get talked down onto. I get, you know, um, I, I feel like women tend to do it as a compliment, but I get, oh my gosh, I couldn't do it. I don't know how you do it. Oh my gosh, that's so much. I don't know how you do it. It's, it's too much. I would never be able to be without my man. I need my man to do this. Bitch, I need a man too. <laughs> Trust me, I don't know how I'm fucking doing it. I have no idea. I get up every day wondering, is this today? Is today the day I lose my shit? And the world keeps going and, you know, shit happens and car breaks down. That's what I'm dealing with. The motor in the car went out. Having to either figure it out, paying two G's on a new motor or finding a car. So there you go. 
as a single mom of four, trying to make it happen, working hard, um, chasing my dreams. I need to stop saying chasing because I'm not chasing anything. I am attracting. I'm making my dreams happen. I am attracting the back. I'm waking up every morning with the hopes and the energy of today, it will be a good day. Even if everything is against me, I have a greater purpose. I have a God that is for me and he already paved the way. Even if the whole entire world falls apart, I trust that my God has set me aside. And that's literally my morning. That's literally what I say every morning. And it has become a habit, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the mindship. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It has happened over time. During the you know quarantine um, last year, I learned to do all of that. Imagine, I mean, I'm a you know, I clean houses, I clean businesses. So when we were in quarantine, I wasn't doing any of that because everything was shut down. But God is so good that my clients knew that I depended on that and I still got paid. Like, that's insane. My clients are still paying me for those weeks. So when I'm telling you that God is so good, I mean, God is great. And when you move, my clients know me as a hard worker, a detail person, an individual that goes into their homes and I have worship music playing. I praise God. I never, ever feel like I'm above anything, any job. I have never, ever asked God for a handout. I have never asked someone to just give me free money just because I keep, I'm cute. I have always asked for an opportunity. Just give me an opportunity. Give me a chance. Let me earn this. And it goes back to my, you know, childhood drama and trauma. I've, I've always felt like I needed to earn love. I've never, ever expected love. I've never, um, I have never experienced free love with no attachment, without me earning it, without me trying to get there. Um, even as a, as, as a mother, I still feel like I need to do a great job in order for my children to remember that I was a good mom, in order for my children to be great of me once they become older. Um, same thing as a daughter, same thing as a sister, same thing as a partner. I still constantly try to go out of my way to do great things for my partner just because I feel like that's my thing. I do it from the bottom of my heart and I do it with joyfulness and I don't expect anything you know, in return, but I have picked up on that, that I'm subconsciously doing it. So I have to double check myself sometimes. I have to keep myself aligned. Am I doing this because I want to do it and because this makes me happy or is it because I want to earn a spot? And that's another thing like that is a trauma. That is another, um, I guess, <laughs> baggage that I carry. Um, and this, you know, the thing with all of this that it gets attached to what I was 
talking in the beginning is that women are also doing this. We as women have been, as a culture, we have always said, you know, when we're little girls, oh, you have to learn how to cook because you're going to have to cook for your man. You're going to have to cook for your woman and your children. And you do. That is a thing. I mean, in survival mode, but I think we need to treat men the same way. You need to learn how to cook because you never know. Your wife could have given birth and she had an awful labor. So now you have to help her. I think we need to start from the very beginning and treat both of them with equality. Men have to learn how to hunt. So does a woman. God forbid your husband gets killed. God forbid he leaves you. And all you know is how to be a woman. You don't know how to be a provider. We are in a time, a period of time where A, financially, we need more than one income. Not necessarily like husband and wife, one income, but I'm talking about like, I have my job and I have three side incomes, hustles, side jobs, um, businesses. So that's my partner. Because we are, at times are getting rough financially. Our economy is not going to be great. We are in the U.S. We, we, I'm talking about we as individuals, as citizens, residents, whatever you want to call them, people in the U.S., Americans, our government is not for us. Our government is not looking out for us. Our government is killing us, forcing vaccines, forcing um, legislatures against us, especially women. In my state of Arkansas, now it's illegal to have an abortion. Now it's illegal to go to another state and get an abortion. You have to ask permission. If you got raped, you have to take that to court and prove that you were raped. It goes back to men should have no say in my body. And this is such a divided topic because, yes, you know, we both laid on it. And if the guy wants to have the baby, you know, he should have a say on it because that's his baby. I'm sorry, but it's my body. I'm carrying the child. It's my health. I have to go through the trauma because unless you have not... Unless you have given birth and your vagina has opened, you don't know what kind of trauma we go through as women. It's too much. We should have the power to say what we do. It's our body. So, like I said, we, um, as women, we need to start teaching this to our children, boys and girls, from the start, from the beginning. Not, oh, you can't do that because you're a boy. Or no, you're supposed to do this because you're a girl. No. We all learn the same. Does it? Both learn how to cook. Both learn how to money, you know, work on cars. We both learn how to bookkeep. We both learn how to go hunting. We both learn how to do everything. I am blessed I only have one girl. Hoping and praying that maybe in the future before I turn 36, I get another one. But so far I have one girl, she's four, about to be 14, and then three boys. 
I would say that the girl was the easiest as a young child. And so far, the boys have been the easiest as like preteens. Oh God, by far. Um, I'm a very logical person and I think boys tend to be, my boys at least tend to be a little bit more leaning towards that. My daughter's very an emotional uh, human being. And that's actually going to be an episode for the following podcast. What it, what, how we hinder ourselves by being so emotional and allowing the emotions to take over. But like I said, topic for another day. Today, we're going to talk about bonding trauma. And I actually did a research and I'm going to um, stick it on the notes for the show. And the definition of trauma bonding is a cycle of physical or emotional or in emotional abuse that creates a strong attachment between the uh, the person being abused and the abuser. So let's take a break here and let's evaluate this definition. So it could be either physical and emotional or physical only or emotional only. Um, there is, I know people, a lot of people hate the word of being emotionally abused, but that is a thing. If that individual continuously tells you how you're not worthy, how lucky you are to have them, how you ain't shit and you wouldn't be able to make it without them, like how you need them. Like if they are breaking your self-esteem on a daily basis or even weekly, monthly, randomly, like you, nobody deserves to be told that you ain't shit. Nobody deserves to be told that you wouldn't make it without them. Like you are lucky to have them. There's a big difference between joking around like I do it, you know, he's driving and about to crash. I'm like, hey, you might want to break now. Aren't you lucky? I'm watching. Like, that's a joke. Um, That's not what I'm talking about. My thing is um, if I leave you, nobody's going to want you. Who's going to want a woman with children? you're gonna end up begging me to come back. That's emotionally abuse. And a lot of women and men go through this. And I want to clarify this. My podcast is not just influenced to women only. I do not bash men. I am raising three young kings and I would damn if I promote women bashing men because I'm not going to tolerate a young little girl to come and bash my boys. So we'll make that clear. So I will be speaking about men's behalf. I do not bash women. I love women. I think we are the most powerful beings on earth. However, we have shifted away from that. We, I'm a big feminist, but what we deal with now, those are not feminists. Let's just make that clear. The individuals that a lot of women follow now, what you call women power, that is not women power. Those are narcissists, abusers, and confused souls. And I will break that down. So, um, so it's the emotional, you know, is attachment. What I mean by attachment is 
do you literally have learned to live with that and accept that that kind of you know talk that downgrade um, speech that hate speech towards you that that's part of the relationship that's part of the arguments um, a lot of individuals don't know a lot of couples don't know how to argue properly I was one of them um, my ex-husband and I we rarely rarely argued and when we did it was me against him and that's not what it is because if you and I are together then we are a team whatever else comes at us that's the enemy whatever wants to attack us that's the enemy and the enemy is here to that you know the enemy is trying to divide and conquer so if he divides us then he conquers and then the problem wins so point one will be learn how to argue learn how to disagree without disrespecting one another There's no need to call your partner a dumbass. There's no need to call him a little bitch. There's no need for name calling. There's no need of that. If you feel like you need to do that, then you need to sit your ass down and have a timeout because you're about to be real childish. So before you start acting childish, treat yourself like a child and give yourself a timeout. I do this personally every single time when I get overheated, overstimulated, and I know some mean ass shit is about to come out of my mouth, I give myself a time out. And I do say this, I am walking away from this and I'm choosing not to speak and I'm going to keep my mouth shut because something real stupid is about to come out of my mouth. I'm about to be really petty and that's not who I want to be today. And it has helped me so much. Also, having the very, you know, when you start dating, having the sit down time of like, okay, you know, these are my expectations of the relationship. This is what I want. This is how I want to be treated. And then have a back and forth, like learning that other person's, you know, your, your partner's love language, learning your partner's argument, you know, mean side. If you know that your partner loses his temper because A, B, or C, you don't need to walk in eggshells, but you do need to learn that those are his triggers or her triggers. So avoiding or discussing it if it happens. And you didn't mean to, but it happened. So discussing, learning how to walk through it together. Because we go back to what I said. You and, you, know, you and your partner, you and me, we are a team. We're doing this together. We're trying to build. So in order to build, we need to stand by each other. Teamwork makes the dream work. You know? So learn that, learn to disagree, learn to say, okay, you know what? I, I recently had to do that where we are, you're not yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. If this is how heated you are, we need to take a break because the problem is the problem. 
you are not the problem, I'm not the problem. We have a problem outside that is coming at us. How are we gonna address it and how are we gonna fix it? And that's a real relationship. That's a healthy relationship. And I'm not saying my relationships are, you know, goals or anything like that. But thing or two I have learned from lots of self-work, lots of reading, therapy, it's that. So let's move forward. When the attachment happens is that you become okay with it. And you need that person. And you need those assertments I would say like you need it like you literally do believe that you're not going to be able to live without them like that is it like deki soy mentality and it's sad because nobody deserves to be treated like that um, the person that is abusing you the person that's hurting you is probably suffering as well and I've heard this and I always use it Hurt people, hurt people. Meaning someone that is hurting, someone that is in pain, will turn around to go cause more pain. People that abuse people usually been abused themselves in one shape or form. Um, I listen to lots of like um, murder and you know unsolved mysteries like lots of crime podcasts and every single one of them they break out their psychology um, I listen to podcasts and I'm not being a sponsor by them but I do listen to a lot of podcast um, episodes and I like it because they always break down their psychology and their psychology is always the history the story of the person always has some kind of traumatic effect like some something some either dramatic and abused individual has something something like that in that era and the genera has happened to the person that made them be like that it's like one percent um of the individuals of this you know horrible humans are born like that we are not born like that we're not wired to be mean we're not wired to be abusers something happens to us that fucks us up like it gets into our head and like you know fucks up our head and we become this evil monsters so you know usually like i know that um there you know one of the common things is like if you were abused as a child like you know you got spanked a lot and yelled a lot or whatever then you learn that to be the parenting style so you, you tend to do that to your children so many, many, many individuals go the opposite, you know, go and do that. But like we copy and paste. But very few individuals see that behavior and say, no, I don't want that for my children. I'm going to do the opposite. And they work. It works. They don't yell. They don't scream. But they're a ticking bomb. If you did not heal those pains, um, you're a ticking bomb and you will explode. So healing, lots of therapy. I've, oh, I'm a big advocate for therapy. So there's that. Um, and people tend, when, especially girls, when we've been uh, you know, emotionally abused or physically abused or any kind of abuse as a child, we tend 
to end up in an abusive relationship as, as adults ourselves. It's, I believe it's like 65 to 70% accurate of girls who've been abused will end up with another abuser. And there will be abuse, let it be physically, emotionally, sexually, and their relationships. And well tolerated. We feel like it's a norm, like men are gonna do it. So then we are now attached to an individual, an individual, and we are now living in a trauma bonding or bonding trauma relationship. Very rare do we end up with a healthy relationship and someone that is there for us, okay? That could be there, but then are we still attached to our parents who yelled at us and emotionally abused us? There you go, another, another relationship that is not healthy, another trauma bonding relationship. What separates that is that the abuser will reinforce their power by giving you love for long periods of time. Like, they call you a bitch, but they still bring you flowers the next day. Uh, they will yell at you, hit you, and the next day he has flowers for you or buy you a gift or buy you this. So then you overshadow the abuse by all these good deeds. Or I always said, oh my gosh, he's such a great dad. That's the reason why I stayed. Well, my emotional needs were never met. So there's that. Uh, parents do it too, where, you know, parent will like beat the child. And then the next day, their the parents bring them candy or their favorite dessert or letting them do that or buying a toy because they feel guilty. Because the person, that, the abuser, is still a human. They still feel guilty. They still have go, they still go through a um, period of guilt. So there's that. Some narcissists will feel guilt and be feared that the person is going to leave them. So, hey, how do I make this person stay? Oh, let me treat them nice for a little bit. And sometimes, you know, if there's not a very, like, extreme case, it's random periods of times where the individual becomes, an you know, be becomes aggressive and abuses the, you know, the victim. Um, very rare where the person, you know, lashes out could be a trigger it could be a bad day at work it could be the house is not cleaned properly um, a headache it could be alcohol it could be anything like that it will be a trigger and then you already know shit's about to go down and you're about to have to deal with that so how do you go about healing okay how do you go about addressing the issue if you're dealing with a relationship where it's not a physical abuse and it's an emotionally abuse, seek help for yourself first. Go to therapy, talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, talk to someone. Um, there's gonna be an 800 number, you can call them. You don't have to go anywhere nowadays, you know, with, because of COVID now everyone that's online uh, talk to someone. Um, if you're not spiritual, get a line spiritually. 
heal. Start learning to love you. Start learning to talk to yourself with love and kindness. Stop saying, I don't see myself without him or I need him. No, you don't need anyone by yourself in the power of God. You don't need anyone but the Holy Spirit. That's all you need, baby. You're worthy of love. You're worthy of respect. You're worthy of kindness. You don't deserve to be mistreated. No one in this planet deserves to be treated with hate. If you want to stay in the relationship and you think there's hope, you need to go to couples, couples counseling. You need to seek help and you need to set up boundaries. You need to learn how to fight. And what I mean by that is how to argue. You need to learn the healthy boundaries for an argument. And as soon as this individual is crossing that boundary, you need to give them the consequences of crossing that. Let it be, okay, we're finished now. We're no longer talking about this. We are taking a break. You need to be away from me. You need to go do something to clear your mind. I need to do something. Um, journal out your emotions. Heal is messy. Forgive yourself. Ask, ask for forgiveness from yourself. Ask the little you within you for forgiveness. And I think that's the hardest thing to forgive yourself because you feel guilty because you allowed it to happen. You were there. Why didn't you say anything? You're an adult woman. You're an adult man. Right? But as adult as we get, we get attached when we fall in love with individuals sometimes who themselves are hurt, you don't, they don't know how to love properly. You don't know how to love properly. And I think until we as individuals in, um, are able to sit down in our own time, in our own space, and evaluate the fact that we, A, we have allowed this to happen. Nobody forced us. We are here in our own free will. We are in this relationship. Um, unless, you know, you have to mul try multiple times to leave and the person keeps, you know, attacking you and everything like that. There's always, you know, the special cases and I'm not downgrading and I'm not, you know, taking that away from you. If that's the case, seek for help, seek for help, seek for help. Be smart. But for the other, you know, 80%, we know that the person is hurting us. We know we're not supposed to be treated like that. We hear it all the time. We choose to be in it because it's convenient, because it's safe, it feels comfortable. We have gotten comfortable in the middle of the mistreatment. We're like those pigs that are comfortable within the shit. 
that's what it is. And until we acknowledge that and we accept that and we as an individual choose to become more, there is no one else capable of getting you out of there. A pig will stay a pig and a pig will always keep going back to the mud. So until you choose to get that out of your head and choose not to be a pig anymore, you won't do it. I know so many of my friends, uh, we were discussing this where we have had a friend that, you know, ended up in a relationship with the guy, you know, mistreated her, um, guy cheated on her, I was there and we still took him back. So people are like, I'm not going to say shit. She's going to leave when she's ready. I remember one of my guy friends was like, what the fuck are you doing in that relationship? And I was just like, you know what? That's my husband. And then he said, say less. So he would listen to me for whenever I needed to cry and complain about him cheating on me. But he no longer told me that I needed to leave. He was there. He was a great friend, a great mentor. And I appreciated him. And I, till this day, that's my bro. I left when I was ready to leave. And when I left, my ex-husband said, I never thought you were going to leave. I surprised him. I surprised myself. <laughs> to St. Liz. I actually thought I was going to be there for the rest of my life. I surprised myself. I never thought I was going to be able to. I was just like anyone else, thinking that I needed him to be able to make it. I was an immigrant in the U.S. No certifications, no nothing. All I know is how to work. It has not been easy. It's been fucking hard. Um, I struggle. I have now four kids. Um, I have dated and I've been told that I have too many kids. Um, one time one dude told me, like, you need to stay in your lane. You have too many kids. You can't be picky. Motherfucker, yes, I can. I know my worth. Um, I was involved in another relationship where I cheated on. I had to learn not to punish myself and not take it personal. And I'm so thankful for the person and the individual, the partner, because he was so um, raw and honest once we came to talk about it and he was very element about how it was not me and how he explained his own insecurities and his reasonings to cheat on me and it didn't make it okay however i was able to learn that when man when an individual chooses to cheat it's not because the other person is not enough or it's not worthy of you. They cheat because of their own insecurities with them themselves. 
they cheat because of their own demons and fears. The cheating is not so much of an attack towards you, but is more of a um, escape route for them because you are becoming too real and they don't feel like they're enough. Not always, some men, yes, they just ain't shit. But others, that they have their own insecurities, they have their own trauma. And I'm so thankful for that conversation. I am grateful for that opportunity and that lesson. Still working on it. I'm still working on remembering my own self-worth. I'm still working on my own confidence. Um, and believe in myself before I believe in anyone else. I'm the, I'm the motherfucker first to like tell you, yes, you can do it. But when it becomes to me, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not talented enough. Like I can remember my biggest uh, obstacle to do this podcast is English is my second language. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> I don't, you know, you can hear my accent. And then I get so many DMs like, what accent? I don't hear an accent. I do, okay? Leave me alone. Um, I remember, you know, being single and I always... You know, my best friends, my best friends are gorgeous, stunning women. And I had insecurities about that. Now I'm like, baby, I'm my own type of beautiful. I'm a Leo, so the insecurities of my own looks were very minimal. They didn't last long. Um, I honestly am thankful that I am able to move in such high vibration that a lot of the things that come out way have not been able to fully break me. Uh, that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Last week was awful. It was a very eventful, hurtful week. And it had my spirits down. Um, I cried multiple times, which anyone that knows me, that's a big deal because I don't cry. Um, we're also dealing with full moon, so might be the reason why I'm so um, sensitive. My third eye has been growing crazy. And I just wish a lot of individuals, mostly women, were able to see themselves in my eyes. Because most of you, I think the world of y'all. I think... Um, we women hold the most powerful weapon on earth, which is our vagina. It sounds funny, laugh. Why do I say that is because we hold life within that. Think about it. So when we're born, we're born with the amount of eggs, a certain amount of eggs, and those are the children, that's life. As soon as we're born, we're born within life within us. And that's the reason why we get attacked so bad. That's why the enemy has made men think they're superior to us. That's why men have looked down on us because of Eve, obviously. But we, um, 
We have so much power. We are powerful. We are true goddess. Like we hold life within us as soon as we're born. Get that through your head. Okay, well, it's about time to wrap it up. I still have to get home and cook. Um, I love you guys. I hope that my ranting on this and my little bit of knowledge has helped you in any way. Um, brought some kind of comfort. If you're dealing with any kind of abuse, please seek help. Seek out. Ask for help. It's free. You'll thank yourself later. If you have children, please, 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 please get help. No child deserves to see that. Remember to be kind to yourself and others. Do one act of selfless kindness a day. Plus selflessly endlessly and selfish what do I mean by selfless and then selfish love like there's no tomorrow but still protect your heart not everyone deserves your time have a great rest of your week